listener production. Kickbump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickbump Podcast, your fortnightly DM on all things motherhood. guys welcome back to another kick bump episode got the lovely mandy across from me how you going hey good how are you very good very good uh well okay i said very good twice but i (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm good today but i will say mandy the last week i've been a little bit up and down i've been a bit rattled uh and so i just kind of want to get it out of the way to Mm. be honest i want to just vent and get something out of my chest so we can move on. The whole purpose of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that why Perfect. it started? <laughs> Love this venting platform for me. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. So the other week on the podcast, I mentioned about how when I have, you know, friends and family babysit Harvey, I often watch the monitor and Laura thought it was hilarious. Yeah, this was on KickPod. It was. Yep. It was on the KickPod. We have a baby camera and a baby monitor and I always spy <laughs> yeah, on Josh on the monitor. Oh, so the thing for me okay, that maybe I am a bit creepy. with you with your cameras yeah. is when people babysit Harvey oh, and I you love it. I know watch I spy. the whole time. Not the whole time. It's just, um, if it's the first time that they're doing it, I will. I will watch pretty much the whole and time. I'm but they scared. know that. You had some friends babysitting Harvey. Yeah. And they were talking about how they would they were going to put him in like, a baby, a small baby suit. It was too small for him. And you were listening, which I'm assuming they wouldn't have known you were listening. They and then didn't. you decided to text him I and did. say, "Hey, no, I think I actually I'm spoke to over the. I think I ended up using the microphone on the body <laughs> monitor. And I was like, "I'm sorry, guys. Are you like big Don't put him in that one." <laughs> the greatest thing about it was that I realized how not alone I am well, that's, in that. So yeah. we, we often discuss like, oh, should that be a video clip yeah. after the podcast finishes? We're like, oh, that'll be good for socials. Yeah. And literally my first thought was that's hilarious because it's so relatable. Totally and relatable. I said to you off air that I literally spy on whoever's dog sits for <laughs> yeah. me and I say to them, give him more cuddles. Yeah. He wants love. And like, I'm a crazy dog lady, yeah. right? That's not even my child. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh my God, so relatable, so funny yeah. and and like not a big deal. Yeah. No, and I didn't think so either. Uh, And a lot of people, a lot of people got around it. But then I think where it became an unfortunate share was when it was taken out of context. So I was told um, by a number of people, so thanks for reaching out and letting me know that it was on Mm. the television. Um, I kind of wish I didn't know, to be honest, because I really didn't like the way that it was covered. Um, But basically the topic of spying on your babysitter was brought up using me as an example and there was some stuff that was completely taken out of context. For yeah. example, they did not mention that, number one, everyone babysitting knows that we have the cameras and knows that I watch the cameras. Yeah. That is the most important thing I want to mm. say because I did have some babysitters reach out to me and say, I'm sorry, but if I didn't know someone was watching me, I would feel really uncomfortable. So I would like to add, mm. everyone knows that I watch the baby cameras. Everyone that babysits everyone knows, that knows that you. Yeah, knows yeah. You want to be watching Harvey at any point of the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And also, if I was to hire a babysitter as well, because everyone so far who's babysitted has been close friends and family. If I was to hire a babysitter, absolutely is something that I would like tell them. Just FYI, I have an app. 100%. (laughs) You're staring down the barrel of a camera. 100%. So I completely agree with everyone Mm -hmm. out there that was freaking out about that because 
that wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah, but I see you, you're saying yours is consensual. I've admitted to non-consensual <laughs> spying, spying on my dog sitter. So you're already, you've got one up on me. And <laughs> obviously that's completely fine that your friends who are babysitting yeah. know you well yeah. and know that you've got a baby monitor yeah. and whatever, like they're going to pick up Harvey out of his cot or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Lighthearted and shared lighthearted. But um, anyway, the topic was then covered and then, you know, mentioned that what I was doing was like illegal yeah. and incredibly inappropriate. And I think why it rattled me was because as a working mom, and again, I use that title lightly because yeah, well, as we every discussed, mom works their ass off. Yes. But as a mom who is at work a lot and doesn't really get to spend the days with Harvey, there's a lot of times when I'm also missing his bedtime routine, mm. which... I think any parent would relate to bedtime routine is a special it's a special part of the day when you're winding yeah, down and getting yeah. them ready to bed. It's nice. And it's been really busy at work and I've often missed his bedtime routine. And so sometimes the only way for me to be a part of his day or his bedtime routine is to check in on the monitors. How cute. And like <laughs> I'm watching Josh. Yeah. So like it's definitely not about a lack of trust yeah. in who's looking after Harvey. It is just wanting to be involved. Yeah, again, it's you missing your son and wanting to see his every move because you're just like, oh, you know, he's so cute. Like, (laughs) of course you want to see him. So I just, yeah, I think it just rubbed me up the wrong way because one of the comments that was made was, you know, if you don't trust someone that's with your kid, you shouldn't go out. Or like, you know, if you're watching the baby monitor, it's defeating the purpose of being out. So I just wanted to clarify even if I was checking it when I'm out having fun, yeah. that's my prerogative. Yeah. But I'm checking it when I'm at work. Like it's, yeah. you know, I'm I, at work. Look, <laughs> I feel like, I honestly feel like it's annoying that you that you have to justify yourself because I feel like anyone listening to this podcast would know you well enough and know that it's not how the media depicted it. Yeah. And people, there's certain shows and whatever that will pick the tiniest clip from something and then absolutely like analyse the crap out of it Mm. and take it out of context Mm. and then it becomes something that it's not. Mm. So I can't imagine being in your position where you have to see that unfold, whether it's on radio or TV or whatever it is, news. I can't imagine how annoying that is. But from an outsider's perspective, I can tell you that like no one reading that or hearing that or watching that would go, oh, what a bad mother or... You know that deep down. Yeah. But I can't, it's not easy to see it. It's. I think the hardest thing about it is that I really enjoy being vulnerable and being open. As 100%. a lot of listeners yeah. would know, very honest on this podcast yeah. and on the kick pod. But that's what people appreciate. And I love it. And I love that they appreciate it because it's created this beautiful safe space. But what's annoying about that safe space is it suddenly becomes unsafe when things mm. are taken out of context. And it it's annoying because it makes me question sometimes like, should I not be so open or should I not share so much? No. Because it is that personal stuff that when that's taken yeah. and ridiculed, that hurts because yeah, it's I like, it. this is my truth. This it, is, you know, deep to my core. It's not just like I've worn an outfit that someone hates. Like, I don't, mm, couldn't care less. Mm. But when it's like something that I do or believe in and it's like, compl- you know. So I just want to say it, it did rattle me, but I'm going to keep no, being yeah. raw and honest. I and hate just that it push did, through it. I, yeah, I think... <laughs> I mean, every time things like that happen, I guess it's it helps the skin get thicker yeah, or whatever. I mean, but way. as I said, everyone listening would know your truth and your side of that story and not at all be judged. Like I can guarantee you everyone listening would go, <laughs> I would do the same thing. Yeah. So you're not alone, as you know yeah, from yeah, the yeah. comments. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but thank you. And thank you guys for allowing me the space to talk about this Absolutely. stuff. But I do want to get into today's chat because it was a really, I loved having this chat. So we had Ash London on um, and we we're, of course, talking about Ash from Ash London Live, which was a show on the Hit Network for mm, so long. She's she killed best. it. I just love Ash so much. Such a good energy. She's done a lot of TV stuff as well. Um, and she was like on MTV. She's been on Have You Been Paying Attention? Yep. She's um, also stepped in for Will and Woody at times, but the biggest role of all, which we obviously chat a lot about today, is becoming a mum to her yes. son, Buddy, He's who's almost one. <laughs> and it's so cute. And she's just such a legend. And I really appreciate how much she went into in this podcast. Uh, she was quite raw and real. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I don't think I've heard that side of it. It was I, lovely. I personally know Ash quite well and have worked with her and stuff, but um, and have heard a bunch mm. of podcasts that she's done. I don't think what you're about to hear is um, yeah, a, a side of Ash that I personally haven't heard before. So it was really interesting to hear that from her. And because she she stepped away from her hugely successful yeah. radio career. Obviously, I mean, I don't know, but I assume not forever. Yeah. Um, but she has taken a step away from it for mm. now. And I, I just can't imagine how that would be a, a difficult decision. 100%. Being in, the, in that yeah. spot is yeah. like what people dream to get to. Totally. And we speak about it time and time again. But if you are thinking about, you know, being a parent, but you also love your career, I feel like you're going to, get a lot out of this chat. Absolutely. Ash. And fun fact, her husband is actually a boss of a radio station. Who was the first person that hired me, actually. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a great fun fact. Yeah, and he's the best Full and circle. she talks about him a lot. So <laughs> let's get into it. Ash, season pro. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you were nervous and I know you're, that's absolutely not the case. Welcome to the Kick Bump Podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is a very slick operation, babe. Oh, thanks. I feel like I'm in like a podcasting spaceship or something. It is a bit spaceshipy, isn't it? I love it. In the coolest way. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I, I want to start by asking how you are, but I know it's been a rough couple of weeks. So... Buddy is nearly one. Let's start there. I can't believe it. That's crazy. Feels like 20 years, but yeah. three weeks. Yes. It's like, yeah. and I, I've been so emotional this week thinking back on, you know, all the different milestones and the picture. Because, you know, your iPhone, mm. how it does the old, like, memories yeah. of this week, a year ago, and then does put some bloody music behind it. Yeah. And, God, they get me. They do, yeah. So I've been very emotional this week. Oh. As you know, he's been sick as well, so he's been draining mm. every bit of um, life and happiness out of my system, yeah. but also he is all my happiness. So it's been this kind of like… Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? All the cra- And that's motherhood, isn't it? All the yeah. crazy emotions all at once. Yeah. Mm. How have you gone over this year? Oh, man. I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes. Mm. Everything's been so different and it's all been in the reverse order. Mm. I thought it would be really a huge adjustment at first. And then life would slowly return back to normal. Mm. But I, it's been the reverse for me because, as you know, when a baby first arrives, they sleep a lot. Yeah. So I was able to do a lot of the things I still loved. Yeah. I kept my podcast going. I was doing kind of, you know, like two or three episodes a week. I was really, you know, able to like read books and do all these things that I loved to do. And it almost felt like I was on a bit of a holiday mm-hmm. and we had a good kid too. Mm. And Adrian and I had both taken time away from work. So we were both home. So yeah. I had my husband around. That's so good. And it was this kind of lovely time. Yeah. And then at about six months, Adrian got offered a job. And then there was kind of three or four months of back and forth of, mm. are we going to move to Melbourne? What is it going to look like if I go back to full-time work? And I was very much like, ha, mm. I can be a full-time mom. Every other woman in the world does it. 
I will be fine. Mm. And then he can go into childcare and I'll make it work, babe. And it was really important for, mm. for our relationship, for our family, for his confidence, for him to go back to work. Yeah. So I'm really happy that he did that. But that has compl- I feel like I've started again because mm. I was in this really false sense of uh, security, mm. of confidence. And then it was like New City, Adrian out of the house every day, full day, me mm. on my own in a house with a baby, mm. a child that is very active and, you know, nine months old, 10 months old, 11 months old, starting to walk, starting to really trying to pull the TV off the thing. Busy. And busy, 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 mm. busy. Um, and it has, and we've been sick. So it's been completely exhausting. And for the first time, really for the first time in this year of becoming a mom, I have started to really question my identity. Mm. Who am I? Am I ever going to work again? Am I ever going to be able to do the things I loved to do? Or do I send him to childcare, but I, I, I can't do that? What am I going to So it's this whole like, I just feel like I can't win. Mm. I, I have to work again. I yeah. miss it. It's yeah. so much a part of me. But, and I know it's normal. I know every woman goes through it. Um, but yeah, the last kind of month has been especially tough. Mm. But at the same time, he's like talking and he's like engaging more and I've never been more in love with him. Yeah. But I miss my life so much. Yeah. So I, I, like, I feel like it's been a thousand experiences in this year and I didn't expect any of it. Oh, totally. And I think, I think so many mums listening would be able to relate to those kind of parallel mm. emotions of you know, feeling incredibly isolated and lonely yes. and yet being with someone that you've, like, you've never loved anyone more, <laughs> you know? It's like, insane. It's your person, like, it's, your soulmate. I don't want to be anywhere else, yeah. but I want to be a hundred other places yeah. right now. <laughs> so and true. I don't want to count down the minutes until mm. you go to your next nap because I'm so effing tired. Yeah. But I'm so tired and when is it going to be one thirty? Yeah. And then they finally go down and then you think about the last three hours and you feel guilty because you wished it away. And yes. Then, it's just so many feelings. Yeah. And I'm glad you touched on the isolation because it's something that, yeah, it is the most isolating thing I've ever experienced mm. because when you are home alone trying your bloody best, no one is there to cheer you on and no one's there to be like, well done, Ash. Instead of putting YouTube on, you played with blocks for 40 minutes. <laughs> well and, done. That's well, <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. I could have just put super simple songs on and been like, sing the little duck song, yeah, yeah. you know, but I committed to playing with, and we matched the colours of the blocks yeah, and then yeah. it was over and no one was there to be like, you're a good mom. Yeah. It was just me being yeah. like, well done, Ash, you did it. 40 more minutes till nap time. It's isolating. Yeah. And um, if it wasn't for other mums, even just on text, like I don't get yeah. time to see my mum friends. But just to text them and be like, I am struggling today and have them go, yeah, it can be really shitty. Me too. Yeah. Man, that makes a huge difference. Totally. And I think just being able to be open and honest about it and Mm. and allow these conversations is just so important so that when people are feeling that way, they know it's obviously completely normal. I remember um, actually just recently Hugh Van Kylenberg was talking to Jamila on the briefing podcast and he was speaking about how he's really struggling at the moment with – I think he's got like three kids under five. Oh, help me God. Yeah. And he's obviously working and he's touring and he is looking at this time as a bit of a season of his life Mm. because he said he remembers the days when he 
like yearned. He just wanted to be a dad yeah. and he wanted it so bad. And there were, those were the years where he might have gone to the pub like three times a week or whatever and had a bit more freedom. But all he wanted was to be a dad. And now that he's a dad, he wants to go to the pub. And oh. he's like, it's just one of those things that I've realized even as I'm walking out the door, you know, my daughter's running after me saying, I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. And I just think, you know what? One day she's not even going to notice me get up mm. and leave. So just look at this as a season. It's yeah. going to pass. The tough parts are going to pass, but there's love also that. good in it too. I love that. Yeah. And it's funny that you say, like, I never, I'm very maternal mm. and I'm very caring. I love to take care of people. I love family, but I never had that yearning to mm. be a mom. Yeah, okay. It's, and I know you did, you yeah. very much. Like, yeah. like, I know I want to be a young mom. I want yeah. to start my family. I don't know what it is. Mm. I think it was maybe because I was so immersed in my career and I yeah. love my job so much. Yeah. I always just knew I wanted a family at some point. Yeah. But I could never envision myself mm. physically getting pregnant, being pregnant, mm. having the baby. Like, I just didn't know what that would look like. Yeah. And it was almost like I had to kind of just like hold my breath and jump in mm. because it still never really felt like… Mm you know, this, I, this I, I'm i desperate for this. Yeah. It's funny. Like, yeah. No, I think it's really good you're saying this because even I was talking on the podcast on the kick pod with Laura and Sarah Davidson about this because they're both very career driven and they were both saying like, I know I want kids in my future, but I yeah. just don't know when I'll feel like ready or like super maternal in that way. And I think it's really good that you're pointing out that you might not have been, as you said, like me, I, I, I knew I wanted to be a mom yeah. and it was like going to be a huge purpose for my life. And I could envision it very clearly. And I think it's important that it's okay that you didn't, mm. but you still love being a mom. Yeah. And it's worked out. Totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of my friends, because I like grew up in church, right? Yeah. So I have a lot of friends who had got married and had kids really young. So mm. they've kind of like three or four kids deep. But I never really felt like I was kind of in that world. And then I got a bit older and it was like my high school friends became the girls that I had kids with, right? Mm. So they kind of waited till their mid-30s. And I've got a couple of friends actually who are very similar to me, some who were like, I don't even want kids. And then, you know, they fall in love, things kind of change. And even when they're pregnant, they were like, I don't know about this. And then the baby comes and they're like, I love this thing more than anything, but I still don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm so grateful that I had other women who had all different kind of experiences. Some who were like, like one of my best friends, Ra, my age, three kids deep, wants a fourth. Yeah. And my other friend, Vanessa, just had her first, never wanted kids, doesn't yeah. want another one. Super stoked. Yeah. So I'm so glad I have all of these different kind of experiences because it really proves to you that there is kind of no one way of doing things. Mm. And even now I'm like, I can't imagine having a second. Yeah. No way. Yeah. What would that look like? And I know that once again, it's just going to be Probably. this like, yeah okay, well, let's just like not make a big deal of it and then just it'll happen and then I'll just like trick myself into, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I have know. no idea. It's yeah. fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's true. No, but it's true and it's really, it is great. And I think it's, I think it's important for those kind of career-driven women as well to understand that although you might not be able to picture yourself as a mom or you might not feel super maternal, um, but you might have an inkling that you want kids and also that there's not a perfect time. I feel like it's just going to no happen way. when it happens. Totally. Even if you're trying, I feel yeah. like there's still not a perfect time. It's true. So it's um, it'll all work out either yeah. way. And there may be moments, and I, I really want to say this, there may be moments that you wonder whether you did the right thing. Totally. Oh, my God, And yeah. they're like, I don't think we're like, we don't make space to say that. No. I have moments where I'm like, 
I love this child and my life yeah. more than anything. Yeah. But it is hard today and I wonder if I should have done this. It's the what if. Totally. Right. 100%. And I see all my other friends from work who are like in Europe yeah. or doing these things that I won't get to do for a while. Yeah. And I think it's okay to have those moments of like, oh, what if I yeah. hadn't done this? What would my life look like? Would we? Would I be in Bali right now yeah. getting my 12th massage of the day? But instead I'm holding a sick child and I've been here for 45 minutes and I haven't got a bra on yet. And what's that on my, is that like Vegemite or poo? I don't know. Yeah. And that is totally okay. Yeah. You will have thoughts where you oh, go, totally. I'm a, I can't think that. Yeah. You can and you will. Because you will have those thoughts as well if you decide not to try. Exactly. You'll be thinking, should I have tried earlier? Should I, you know? Yeah. So there's always you, the what if. You told me on my podcast, you said you can have it all, just not at once. Yeah. And that has like changed my life. And <laughs> I have like told so many different people that. I'm like, you can have all the things you want, but they're all not all going to yeah. be at the same time. And yeah. that'll come. And I know that one day I will get back to my life. Yeah. And I will like do fun things and mm. have moments where I look around and go, as if I get paid to do this. Yeah. But for now, that's not what my life looks like. Totally. And like you said with Hugh, it's a season. You just have to try and embrace what it embrace is. Embrace what it is. Mm. Exactly. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, I've been telling <laughs> myself a lot, right? <laughs> okay, he's sick still. Again, it is what it yeah, is. I cannot hard. make him well. Yeah. I cannot make him sleep. I cannot make him happy today. I can yeah. just cuddle him and yep. it is what it is. I yep. gotta let go. I also did want to talk to you about, you know, the term working mum yeah. and, and full-time mum. The other week on the Kick Bump podcast, I spoke about uh, how someone had, was speaking to me about work. This is someone who didn't know me very well. And when I spoke to them about what I do for a living, they were like, oh, so you're not a full-time mum. And I was like... And did you punch them in the face or did you like no, let them? Very friendly. Okay, so they, they walked kindness. away with an intact nose. <laughs> yes. And I was just a bit like, it made me just think about it though because I can understand where they're coming from because it's obviously, it's really hard. Sometimes we can get labels really wrong and people can take them in the wrong way and you yeah. can totally mean them like in a non-harmful totally. way. Like for example, I use the term working mum a lot mm. and I'm starting to question whether I should use it or not because… I know how much work it is. Oh, my God. And I don't doubt for a second that I would, like, I would classify them as working mums as well. I have never worked harder. Yeah, exactly. People used to look at me and be like, I can't believe you are always at work and travelling and you do so many radio shows. (laughs) And this, 50 times harder. I'll give you the hot tip. Yeah, yeah. And so I never want to use that term and for people to think that, like, I don't know, I'm some level above because I work at, like, it's totally different. There's challenges in both. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I would love to know, as someone who you know, as you said, you are you are career-driven. You've got a very exciting career at that as well. And it is one that it's like you want to keep up with things. It's yeah. challenging And you can't you take, take maternity break. leave. 100%. And then, like, they'll just keep your job warm for you. And yeah. You, it's totally different. Yeah, so yeah. how have you gone with your kind of, like, part-time maternity leave? Because obviously you've, yeah. you've kept up your podcast. You've even stepped in for, um, you know, on Will and Woody and yeah. everything. So how much are you missing work? Like, work, 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 Yeah. Work. Well, first of all, I do want to <laughs> say that working? I think… Before all of this, I had complete judgment towards women mm. who chose not to work and chose to be full-time mums. Mm. And I want to make that really clear because mm. I'm very ashamed of myself now that oh, I am. Oh, we all had those like wrong judgments before totally, being a mum. Absolutely. It was like, I would kind of look at, I would honestly look at them and be like, mm, like, but you don't work. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And I'm like mortified to think about it. So yeah, look, I had decided to wrap up my radio show before I got pregnant. So I felt like my tie, I used to host a national night show called Ashland and Live, and I've been doing it for four years at this point. 
and I signed a one-year contract extension because I wanted to end well and I wanted mm-hmm. to like have a really wonderful last year. And I knew it was the right decision. And then two months later, I got pregnant. So it was kind of like I Meant knew to this. be. Absolutely. Mm. And I think part of me knew that I was, it was time to have a baby. And I didn't want to have that thing hanging over me that was like, you are expected to return to work at some point. Mm. And the company I worked for were amazing. And they said, look, if you, you know, you don't have to leave. If you want to take a year off, we will make that work for you, which is absolutely unheard of in the media industry. Can I just make that very clear? That's why a lot of like, if you'll notice, a lot of radio hosts magically have their babies in December Mm. because that's when we get our big break and Mm. then they're back on the air in February. And I look at people like Fifi and I'm just like, I bow down at your feet. You are unbelievable because (laughs) I would not have been ready to be back on air in two months. So um, I'd made that decision. Okay, I'm going to trust the universe and actually just walk away from this job. And my husband um, did the same. He was like, cool, well, you know what? Effort, let's just do this. Mm -hmm. Let's just be home. Let's take some time off. We've both worked their asses off for so long. And I think in my head, that was kind of one thing, right? Yeah. Um, Living it out has been very, very different because it really plays on a lot of those questions about where the parts of my life that I kind of value the most, where I find my identity and my security now that it's been a year, in my head maybe it was like, okay, I'll do this for a year and then I'll just put the kid in daycare and go back yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, I'm now at that year and I'm like not ready to put the kid yeah. in daycare yeah. and, you know, I can't just go on seek.com and be like full-time radio host or like television, you know, that's not how it works. So um, it's been really challenging and finding time to do anything really surprised me. Yeah. Sometimes it will take me a week and a half to sit down to get half an hour's work done. Mm. But I'm really grateful for it because it has absolutely forced me to scratch beneath the surface and ask those questions. Okay, how much of my self-worth is actually about what I'm creating? Mm. How much of my self-worth is actually about my job and how people perceive me? Am I going to be feel lesser than if I don't work for another year? Am I going to be okay with that? Mm. Am I going to feel like people are looking at me going oh, Ash had a baby and mm. her career is over. And I need to be okay with that. Yeah. I need to believe it. Yeah. And there are moments where I don't believe it. Mm. So I think I love anything that forces you to ask questions. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling uncomfortable? Why am I feeling frustrated? Why am I feeling jealous of that woman? Mm. What is the real reason? So I've been doing a lot of that. It's also made me really appreciate women who work and parent, men who work and parent. And it's made me appreciate work. I took my job for granted, which mm. is half the reason I left. Mm. Well, it's good. It's really good that you're asking those questions, though, because I think the most important thing is that whenever you do choose to go to work or whatever that looks like, it's going to be up to you and it's yeah. your life you're making a decision for. And I do feel for women who feel like all this pressure from someone else that like maybe society or just friends or whatever that have gone back to work earlier or that haven't yeah. gone back to work and they feel like they're going to get judged if they want to go back to work. Oh my God. It's like you just got to do what's going to work for you and, and, and your sanity. So I think that's Absolutely. really important that you're um, making those decisions for yourself. And speaking of your career, you have spoken to some pretty incredible people in your career. And I, I want to talk about that because I think this is going to sound really weird because obviously we know that COVID was a horrible thing that happened to the world. Yeah. But for me, I had this incredibly spontaneous life before COVID where I was lucky enough to be (laughs) traveling like almost every month and overseas all the time, taking up the most amazing opportunities and really soaking up that lifestyle. 
then two years of isolation in Melbourne happened. And for me, it was actually like kind of good to go into early motherhood from that experience rather than going from the spontaneous lifestyle. Straight off the plane from Paris to bloody (laughs) sitting in your room for three months. Not being able to go to the pub because the baby's asleep. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and I want to speak about that because I think it helped having that time at home where it was just Josh and I and slowing down a lot in our career and our life and everything to be ready for that period of parenthood your life prior, you know, getting to speak to the likes of like Harry Styles and yeah. Ed Sheeran. We are going to play a clip in a second with one of your chats with Ed, but I just think that's so crazy. It would have been so polarizing to your to your mm. life now. So after the clip, I want to talk to you about that Great. further. The first three months we called the trenches. Like the first three months, <laughs> you just you won't know what the hell happened, and then you get out of them and be like, okay, we good, we good. I'm telling you. <laughs> so I know you a bit, and I know that you would be in the trenches with Cherry. You're in there. But I think people assume he's so famous. He just had this kid and then like there's people milling about and then he's just in the studio doing his thing. And okay. But I, I feel like that's not you maybe. So this isn't, I don't think this is a fame thing or a, this is a if you want kids or you don't want kids. Regardless if you're famous and regardless if you have the means to have help, if you want to be a father, you will be a father. If you want to have a kid to have a kid and go back to work, then you'll do that. But like, I've always wanted to be a dad and I'm never, ever, I'm not going to hand my kid off to someone else. Like I've, I honestly cherish every single nappy that I change. I love it. I love making breakfast in the morning. I love playing with, with rattle. I, I like, people just assume that they go, oh, you've had exactly. like, a, like a, a host of nannies. And that's, you know, it's, it's not something that I've ever wanted for myself mm. or my family. My parents live okay. around the corner. If I need a babysitter, I'll, I'll <laughs> ring them up, you know? I love him so much. It's, it's like sweetest conversation. So the reason I wanted to play that, I mean, that is so special that you've got to experience conversations like that, you know, on the daily really. So, I mean, obviously you've touched on that you miss work in general, but the kind of spontaneity and excitement that your job, yeah. you know, really had. Is there days <laughs> that you just feel like, shit, things are yes, different? Yes, every day. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't mean to rub it in your face, Ash. I really don't. It's funny. Like, I never thought about the COVID thing until you brought it up. Yeah. And I think it actually was a really good kind of transitional period because I, like you, was I was traveling mm. overseas every month. I was everywhere. Yeah. And I never took my life for granted. Even after all those years of the traveling and the… You appreciated it. You appre- I would yeah. look around and be like, what the hell? Like I'm in a party in Paris or London yeah. and there are like 30 insanely famous people here yeah. and… You know, like, yes, someone probably whispered it, my name in Taylor Swift's ear yeah. a minute before she came over and said, yeah. hey, Ash, thanks for coming. Yeah. But it's like, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I'm glad for that because mm. if it never happens again, I'll always have yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, I, yeah. and, I, and the one cool thing is that there's all this, like, photographic and video proof that I can show Buddy. Like, yeah. see? See? Yeah. Mummy was cool Yeah, Mummy was cool. But, yeah, huge, huge kind of shift. And it was something that I was… You know, I was having a bit of a cry on the weekend. You know when you're sick and yeah. you kind of like have no sense of reality anymore? Yeah. I was sick and I like fell apart and I was yeah. crying because all my life was over. <laughs> and, you know, my husband was like patting my head and he's oh. like, that'll come again one yeah. day. Like, I promise. But it's it's not now. Yeah. And you've kind of already semi-answered this last question that I had for you. But it was basically any words of wisdom for women who currently have a thriving career but also would like the possibility of having a family. Yeah, so other think, than what you just said. <laughs> I think just know that it like people have successful careers. Often it means that we're very much in control, but you just have to be okay with the fact that 
you won't be able to get everything you want when you want it. Yeah. And that there's going to be, you know, times of real compromise and Mm. questioning. And when you have those thoughts that you think mothers aren't supposed to think this, I guarantee you every mother has thought it. Like you said before, when I said, I'm, I'm, there's moments where I don't enjoy this, I regret this, this is the right thing. Mm. And your face was like, oh, I've been there. Yeah, absolutely. And that felt so nice when oh, you yeah. see your face to go, you know, even yeah. though I know everyone feels yeah. it. So get it's ready. Reassuring. Totally. Get ready to have thoughts of questioning and doubt. You're not always going to back yourself. But then I think also, this is something that Glennon Doyle, who is like my Lord oh, and Savior, <laughs> God talks about is that we need to get over this idea that the best thing a mother can be is selfless. That's just such utter bullshit. So good. Like we think, oh, you you put your kids and your partner Mm. first. You're such a great mom. Mm. Yes, there are elements of having to do that. But when did selfish become a bad word? Yeah. Like, no, I don't want my kid to watch me give up everything I've ever wanted for him. That's way too much for one kid to take on. Mom used to have a great career, but because of me, or she used to enjoy playing tennis. I don't play tennis, but whatever it is, Mm. or doing yoga. But instead she, no, Mm. I want him to see me uh, make those sacrifices. And and I want him to see me do things I enjoy. And if people look at me and go, she's a selfish mom, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, because it all looks different. And to be honest, I don't think many women would look at me and think she's selfish. No. Good on her. Yeah, absolutely. I think we imagine a lot of the judgment. We think the worst. Totally. Always. What will people think? Yeah. I think most mums will look at you and go, Good on you, man. Good on you. Yeah. Maybe I should try and make Mm. one little tweak in my life so that I can do something I love once a week. Just try and be kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the selfish thing because you can't pour from an empty cup and it's that thing about, you know, putting your mask on before someone Mm. else. Like, it's so true. And I think motherhood is is one of those things that when you get lost in being incredibly selfless and you don't make any time for yourself— you just, you're drained and then you're not the best mom you can be anyway. You really aren't. Yeah. You really aren't. I have a friend, Abby, and we do things like we do a meditation check-in every day. Oh, that's awesome. Where it's like, cool, I'm going to do my 10 minutes. And then, you know, when we do it, we text each other. Mm. And it's like something little like that. Like yesterday, I did 10 minutes mm. sitting down. And some days I can't find the 10 minutes. But just little things like that. Or my friend, um, Ra, on a Monday, her and her husband, they split the afternoon in two. So he takes the kids for five hours. And then she takes them for five hours and then next week they swap. So she gets an afternoon to herself and the next week she gets a night to herself Mm. and she goes to the movies. That's not a huge thing. But it's something. But it's something and it's something to look forward to. So Mm. she just feels like just a little peak of her old life. Mm. So I can sit there with a really disgustingly large fizzy drink that no one's going to try and drink from and some popcorn for two hours and watch a movie. I don't even, she might sleep through the movie. But little things like that make a huge difference and I'm going to steal that from Ra. Yeah. And I'm going to go and see this movie I read about yesterday that Christian O'Connell put on his Instagram. Amazing. And I was like, that sounds like me. <laughs> and I'll cry and I'll come home still crying. <laughs> God, I love a cry, Steph. Love a cry. Mad for a cry. Oh, yeah. yeah Have a I, cry. I'm That's my other advice. Yeah. <laughs> put something on that will make you cry. Then you can blame the tears on yeah, the movie. But really. Not your hormones <laughs> and how sad you are about the fact that you don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Honestly, it was so good to chat. I could talk to you for so, so long. And Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. And everything that you cover on your podcast too, it's just, it's awesome. And you're a breath of fresh air. As um, are you. Oh, 
When Harvey doesn't sleep, it makes me feel better. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay glad with that. someone that else's kid was up at five. It. Good, thank you. Her life is not perfect. Actually helps. Good. Really helps. No, I'm I know it sucks for you, but it helps me it's when fine. you both We're all in it together. Great. <laughs> thank you, darling, for having me. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Ash, guys. We'll pop her information in our show notes along with a link to her incredible podcast, New Mum Who Dis. Now, I would love, 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 love you to come and join our Kick Bump Facebook community. So if you are maybe trying or thinking about trying or you are a mother um, or a parent, you are welcome in this Facebook community. We speak about all things motherhood, you know, babies, what nappies people recommend, getting back into exercise, you know, all of that stuff. So if you would like to join basically a virtual mother's group, you can head over to Facebook and join our Kick Bump private Facebook community. And I will be back in your ears in a fortnight from now, which I'm looking forward to. So if you would like to keep up with Kick in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at Keep It Cleaner and myself at Steph Claire Smith. And remember, if you've been thinking about trying Kick for our Kick Bump program or anything else we have to offer, we can access via our website, keepitcleaner.com or the Apple or Google Play Store. <laughs>